And the Goat House is back with another podcast episode. Check us out on YouTube. You can search the Goat House pretty much anywhere. Podcast, YouTube, Twitter. You'll find us always talking NFL and more. Today's episode, I mean, here we are in the middle of the offseason, the middle of a pandemic, and we have mm. not a whole bunch going on, but we're taking questions from our Twitter, and a lot of you uh, tweeted at us, and we're actually going to uh, go. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got a question. Right. I think this. I think we're on the podcast. I think this needs to be settled. Has the goat house ever even left? It's true. Not to be back. Mm-mm. We're just right. always back, though. Okay. Right. All right, then. Does that make any That's sense? That's fair. I don't know. Uh, we're never gone, but we're always back. Makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of you, t- I made a post on Twitter asking for questions, and that's what we're going to do here on this uh, episode. And we'll be tweeting about, uh, you know, further videos that you guys can be involved in and podcasts as well. So make sure you follow that Twitter, at GoatHouseNFL. And we're going to shout out uh, these people that sent us their questions. A lot of good ones here. A lot of good ones. We're going to break them down. Let's just, I think we should just get right into it. Um, first one here, going most recent. We got... Uncommon Man at Uncommon Man Pod. So it sounds like he's got his own podcast. You can check him out there on Twitter. Why does it seem like Broncos and Vikings fans get along so well? You're obviously a hardcore Purple fan. He's talking about me. I'm uh, Riz is a Vikings fan. We got Junior's a Bears fan. Danny's a Bears fan. And we got Pigskin is a Titans fan here. Uh, if you guys didn't know. Um, so you're obviously a hardcore purple fan, but there's a slew of Broncos fans that frequent, that frequent the pod as well as other Vikings channels. It's an interesting question. Um, I don't know if there's actually that much of a connection. I don't know. Uh, maybe just, I think, I I think we got a lot of Broncos followers right now because I'm kind of hyping up the Broncos unlike most of the world. I think they got a pretty good team. I think you, you guys have as well. I think every time we bring up like a surprise team or a team that's doing well throughout the off season or improving, I feel like you guys are kind of bringing up the Broncos as well. So I I think that's the thing about the YouTube. You just start like hyping up a team or you start believing in a team. I think more of those fans are going to come in. You know, they want to hear positives. I I do give negatives for every team fan base. Yeah. We're not like good morning football over here. Giving kudos to every team. We like to keep it clean. (laughs) <laughs> keep it like, clean <laughs> uh, I, f- I don't know if it's clean but I feel like good. Yeah, you good had morning. me there yeah it sounded good I think um, yeah good morning football like every episode they're picking a new team to win the Super Bowl I mean I've it's a little ridiculous I feel like yeah we might have more subscribers on YouTube if I talk about only positives from every team you know because somebody hears a positive they go and subscribe but I don't know. I'm keeping it real. We're keeping it real. We're keeping it clean, hey. like Danny said. Well, we're, we're speaking of Good Morning Football. We're going to bash Good Morning Football, but okay. they like brought up they Fuck brought em. up a good they brought up a good topic that we could maybe discuss real quick. But they said they're asking which team is going to be like the next dynasty. Like it's going to start the next dynasty. And Nate Burleson said the Dolphins. I don't know how he says the Dolphins for I for mean, that, but. A lot of picks, a lot of new guys. He maybe he's a believer in. Sorry, Tua. Dolphins fans. Well, it's I, here's but the obvious answer. It's it's the Dolphins' day. It's it's the their Dolphins. time for them to talk about it. Yes. So he had to pick the Dolphins. That's what it is. But anyways, you, I mean, you guys yeah, have a take point. on it. I feel like there's some easy teams to pick. I mean, you could easily pick the Chiefs. Can just start a dynasty right now. I mean, Holmes. it's hard to believe. But what about our man Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals? Can they continue Ooh. to build around him? 
Joe Burrow leading the way. I mean, they've drafted pretty well the last couple of years. It's kind of gone unnoticed, gone, gone, gone unnoticed because there's a lot of um, you know weak spots on that team. So I, they're still kind of building, and you don't really notice those guys. You know, the mainly on the the defensive side, you know, guys like Jesse Bates stepping up. They've drafted you know quite a few linebackers the last couple of years, waiting for those guys to step up in this last year. But uh, those guys, um, you know, could start to step up now, and they got some young. Uh, yeah, I mean, Joe Mixon, very solid running back. Tyler Boyd, uh, really improving every single year. Yeah, I, I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals. They can continue to draft around Joe Burrow, and it, it could work out. But to be a dynasty, though? Yeah, it's, it's too early. It's, it's, it's kind of like, like it's, the Dolphins one. Yeah. but You could easily say the Chiefs. Like, they got the best quarterback in the game. Like, we always talk about <clears throat> Mahomes is – I mean, we're not we're not calling him the best quarterback of all time, but he has like but but the ability but the ability to do it. But and they could easily the Chiefs can easily build around him. You see, like they draft well, and um, they they could like replace players just like the Patriots were able to do. You could already see that happening with the Chiefs. Like that's I think if, that's the easy answer. What if Joe Burrow just his game just translate like that? You know, oh yeah, he could he could be like Mahomes. Like he could be like just just. The next factor that just takes the game over and just changes, just makes his team so much better. But like we don't even know yet. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, I I'm a big Joe Burrow believer, but can't say it yet. I mean, I can't say it yet. We got to see what happens. But I mean, I just think the Chiefs are by far like the best pick to be the next dynasty in the NFL. I would agree with that. I mean, you could pick other teams. You could pick like you could think Ravens, the Ravens. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, the Ravens could be the next one. You could think the Niners could be the next one. Well, I think Burleson's like think. I think he's like. I think it's almost a question that you have to give an answer that's like that's bold. Like you almost have to because it's. I, I don't know. It's because you're thinking dynasty. The next dynasty. Yeah, I mean, you're looking future. Obviously, it doesn't have to be like right now. I mean, I guess if the Chiefs win this year, they're. I mean, they're. They're, they're touching cloth then, so they're getting they're right there. Um, so I, yeah, it's oh, yeah, an I think easy just answer. What does that mean? Exactly? I think they're, <laughs> uh, they're they're right there, close to a dynasty. I don't know. I, I, I got just nothing. Started. I mean, just think about no. The I mean, Patriots they're not with, over it, but I'm saying they're right there for being a dynasty. Like there are you know, the pa- the Patriots. Like when they won their first Super Bowl, you weren't thinking like probably probably back then you weren't really thinking the Patriots are going to be like the next. They're going to like take over the next whatever years, fifteen years, but. Are you guys saying that the Patriots dynasty is over? Oh, it's over. But they still got to back. When will it be back, though? <laughs> After they get the first pick of the draft. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, going to be back. It's going to be a new dynasty. But anyways, I threw, threw my own question there. Not my own question. Good morning. We kind of didn't question. answer the original question. Uh, I don't really have an answer, though. Like, uh, seems like Broncos and Vikings fans get along. I don't know. I think I think Broncos fans Gary get along Kubiak. with everybody because, yeah, like, there's think, yeah. there's they're a uh, they're good people. <laughs> there's a Twitter account that I follow that's like Bears Reddit. That's on Twitter, oddly enough. Um, and the Broncos version of that, so the Broncos Reddit Twitter. And the Bears, Reddit, Twitter, always have conversations with each other. I mean, I think they've swapped some players in uh, recent and past. And swapped Yeah, swaps a lot, right, too. All right, I got, a, I got a question. I'm adding a question here. This one's mainly for Danny since he's a Bears season ticket holder. Who, who's, mm. Which fan base is at the top of your shit list going into 2020 season? Just based on recent events, maybe not the friendliest fan base. Obviously that could change any game, but just, just as of right now. Um, 
And the Bears didn't I'm play. still salty at Packers fan. I had a specific Packers. I can't say all Packers fans because I'm friends with Packers fans. But uh, I was at uh, this was what a couple years ago. Bears versus Cardinals um, in in Arizona, and there was a Packers fan there. And we're walking out of the stadium, and he's basically um, dropping some strong language towards like me and my family as we're like leaving the game. You can say it on the pod. Oh, uh, no, no, I'm not no. going to say this language. This might go no, to YouTube, it's... so be careful. Yeah, but. Uh, and it was wasn't it this I think it was the same day wasn't it like that uh, what was the game where you said you were gonna eat your underwear Mar oh that was Riz? Bills Vikings no wasn't there one versus Packers too where like the Packers lost to the Bills as well or something like that the Packers lost to somebody crazy it was like the same day as that Packers lost to somebody that they should not have lost to and uh, it was the same day this Packers fan was just as we're exiting after the Bears came back and won that game he was just talking shit to our faces and we didn't even bring anything up to him he just. So we were wearing bear stuff, and he started talking shit. Oh, so shit I'm still pretty I'm salty, but yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still salty about that. All right. Um, but that's uh, that, that's all I got. I don't know. Is am I missing a team that I should be talking shit about? Oh, I don't know. Is You're there a the is there a fan base that scares you, Dan? Eagles fans. Um, Eagles fans. Yeah, it's a pretty rowdy bunch over there. <laughs> pretty rowdy. Pretty yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, they're not on my shit list. We'll see. We'll see when we get close to the season. I might have a better answer. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Javier Carrera with the next question. Um, his Twitter handle, Javier C9. That's a bunch of numbers. C9906245. Yeah. Uh, oh, how that many, many other ones, huh? Yeah. Uh, how many games do you think Tyrod Taylor starts before he loses his job? So uh, maybe you think it's none because they got Justin Herbert. They drafted six overall. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think? How many games do you think Tyrod Taylor starts before he loses his job? Mm. Set the over-under. Let's set an over-under. I think he starts week one. I think it's... I think it's four. Taking... Ooh. I'm going so over. That was my prediction. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. Prediction. Over-under might be, yeah, like five. I'm thinking like six. Five or six. Well, I hope he starts What if he season. looks good? What I'll if he looks good? Here's the problem. The I Chargers never play. start good. Like, and they got. I think they got a tougher schedule. I don't know the top of my head, but I did go through all the record predictions on YouTube. But, um, yeah, they they could start a little little slow, perhaps. Um, those games that can go either way up there actually. But, yeah, what if they pull up a Chargers? Maybe it's not Tyrod's fault. It's just the, it's just the Chargers' way. They start. 0 and four or one and three, we'll say one and three. You know, do they like? All right, I think it's time for Justin Herbert. I I don't know. So I'm saying I'm saying four or five around there. Yeah. Even though he's I'm, better I'm, than that, you put that label on this on a quarterback. He starts four or five, then gets benched. You automatically think he's a pretty bad quarterback. I think he's better than that. I think there's gonna be more to blame at that point. I also think that's why I don't agree. With, I mean, I. I you draft a quarterback sixth overall. You know, in the back of their minds, they're they're planning on starting him at one at some point this season. And if you think that, you should just start him week one. I, I I just don't. I never understood that. So, I think they have a better chance of winning with Tyrod Taylor. But if they drafted a guy sixth overall, they believe in him. They think the plan is that he'll play at some point this year. You might as well just start him week one. I re- I really think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm sticking uh, with the four. It's going to be so sad. It's going to be so sad that Tyrod has two different situations where he just comes in thinking he's the guy and then they draft it. Oh, my. They draft someone who's just going to take his spot. I could see Herbert starting week one, too, just kind of thinking, you know, going back to last year, which 
the Chargers had so like they had high hopes, and then Philip Rivers was pretty much a disaster. I mean, we got primetime games against the Raiders, and he's throwing picks left and right. Um, you know, at that point where maybe the season's still alive, it's not looking good. They had a chance to put Tyrod Taylor because the defense is playing good enough. I think the weapon, you know, Melvin Gorm was a little off because they you know, a little bit, a little rusty. Um, but everyone else playing fine. Offensive line could have been a little better, but you know, they had their chance to put Tyrod Taylor, and they didn't even. It felt like they didn't even think about it. You know, so not showing a whole bunch of trust. So maybe Herbert just just their guy. Tyrod just their backup. It's possible. So I'd say, yeah, I'd put the over under at around four, maybe five, because it could it could be zero. He could, I mean, he could, yeah, like I said, it could be Herbert. That's a good one. It's a good looking question. Good looking. That's a great looking good question. Good looking question. Uh, Ezekiel Gonzalez and slot and I can't pronounce people's names. I apologize. Zeke Gonzalez zero one is the Twitter handle. Uh, top five Super Bowls that you've watched. Uh, there's two questions. There's a two parter. We'll just answer that one first. Top five Super Bowls that you've watched. That's tough to um, tough to think. The Falcons, off, Patriots. Off the- off the yeah. top of my head, that's really tough. Um, yeah, Falcons, Falcons, Patriots, the Patriots come back. I actually picked the Falcons to win that Super Bowl before the playoffs started. So I was kind of rooting for the Falcons only for that reason. Um, but it was pretty ridiculous to uh, to see the Patriots come back like that. Like that's like once in a lifetime moment. Um I mean, the Patriots run the Super Bowl so many damn times that they're all probably Patriots games. I, I'd say that the page the two Patriots Giants games, which the Giants won both. Uh, I, I think those were some pretty ridiculous games, pretty entertaining games. Those battles. Um, so I definitely, I definitely say. I mean, seeing the Patriots Eagles shoot out a couple, a few years ago was pretty, pretty great as well. Um, yeah, those would probably make the top of my list. Top of my list. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think of like Super Bowls and like most memorable. Steelers uh, Cardinals. Steelers Cardinals was fantastic. Yeah, I was about to say that one. Steelers Cardinals is always comes to mind with. Um, San Antonio Holmes catching that ball in the back of the end zone. Ooh. Um, yeah, the you already said. Think about the Junior pick six s- before halftime there. Yeah, Jun- Junior oh, already man, said yeah. Patriots Falcons. Um, that one comes to mind just because like I just remember just like I mean I usually watch the Super Bowl and I was like thinking like I was almost I was very close to like just walking away and stop watching because the Patriots were just getting beat so bad and they just came back and won that, which is ridiculous. Um, and then I always think of, you already said that too, Giants, those Giants-Patriots battles. Um, then also Patriots-Seahawks too, where Malcolm Butler picked, picked that, that ball off at the goal line. That's oh my God, always yeah. one that comes comes to mind too. I mean, I'm going to obviously, even though they lost, I'm going to take the Bears-Colts as one of my favorites just because, I mean, it's not every day you get to see your a team you're a fan of in there. Unless you're a Patriots fan, I guess. Yeah, there was actually a reply to that person's question. David Carrera replied, best two role for me was Colts versus Bears. I'm very biased. Peyton, Erlacher, and Hester in the same stadium. In the yep. fire I just – that that kick return right off the bat was, oh, my – like the goosebumps were insane. It was crazy. Oh, man. Uh, the times. Yeah. What about, what about, what about Broncos Seahawks? Yeah, let's get it. Forty-three to eight. Forty-three to eight. Most heartbreaking moment for so same person asking most heartbreaking moment for your team, whether it was a playoff loss, 
uh, death of a team legend, etc. Um, for me, it was ooh a lot of heartbreaking moments as a Vikings fan. Um, I mean, the recent one against the the Eagles. I mean, it was you know that one. You know, it's it's weird because like you think it's the year, so that's why it hurts. But that game was over so fast that I was pretty over it. I was over it faster than you would think. You know, when it, when it's a tight game and you have a chance and you lose kind of at the end because of some crazy play, that one plays the games like that stick with me forever. Um, but yeah, that when the Vikings lost with Case Keenum to the Eagles, that was the most recent. Uh, the year with Brett Favre and the loss to the Saints. Uh, because yeah, that game went to overtime. Could have went either way, and that you know once again thought that was uh, the year. Um, I was actually only seven years old in the '98 NFC Championship game, but I remember it pretty clearly. Um, the F- NFC Championship game: Vikings versus Falcons. Basically, the Vikings hit a field goal; they go to the Super Bowl. You know, it wasn't the last seconds, but if they hit the field goal, they go to the Super Bowl. Gary Anderson, who's arguably the one of the best kickers of all time, and who didn't miss a kick all that season, missed a chip shot field goal. Um, so that was pretty brutal for, I think, most Vikings fans, and that could have been a Vikings-Broncos Super Bowl it would have been. So, yeah, a lot of heartbreaking moments. Um, I think another yeah, There's t- a few for Bears, too. I mean, obviously, you have the double doink. I was literally right there. Yeah. You could watch the video and see me, like, my entire soul ripped out. Um, <laughs> and then I forgot what year it was, but uh, Bears-Packers, what was it, NFC championship game i want to say possibly when packers won i don't remember it's a while back but uh rogers threw that like 40 yard pass to wide open randall cobb for a touchdown that was that was pretty bad too i mean there's a lot i can keep ripping more off of the vikings i mean teddy bridgewater getting hurt on a fluke uh, in a fluke injury in practice i mean that one i mean i literally wanted to cry uh (laughs) what else we got yeah a lot of uh unfortunate injuries and I think yeah. the uh, game where uh, I think Danny's talking about the same game, but where Jay Cutler like was hurt and everyone thought he can go back in the game and he just kind of just felt like he gave up on the yeah. team. And that was kind of just, I don't know. Did, that he had like a broken thumb or something like that. And yeah. everyone's like, yeah. get back in the game. Like you should, you were still on the sideline, but apparently you couldn't grip the ball. I think he talked obviously, about that recently. Yeah. But like, obviously after the fact, but like in that moment, it was heartbreaking because I'm just like, this guy looks perfectly fine. Like, get in the game, dude. Why is Caleb yeah. Haney out there? <laughs> it was god-awful. Caleb Haney. Caleb Haney. Let's give a yeah, really shout-out to, to how Caleb Haney. A, how important a backup quarterback is in the NFL. Because oh, yeah. if your quarterback goes down, everything's everything's done. Everything's over. It's done. I mean, look at the Eagles when they mm. won the Super Bowl. They just had Nick Foles just waiting, and now he's a bear. Yeah, but that guy's also a starter. <laughs> yeah, that's a starter. It's a top tier starter right there. Had a really good back, the best backup possible, and it worked out. Pete, you better take that back before we get bashed in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Unless uh, you believe it, then I'm gonna the slap you in the rump. I was almost like too young for the Super Bowl where they were yards short, so like that one didn't really affect me because I wasn't like I think that was like the first year I was a Titans fan actually too, but uh, I don't know, I just didn't oh, really. Fairweather fan? Not a Fairweather fan. <laughs> I was like five years old. <laughs> Fairweather five-year-old. Five, wow. six years old. Uh, but like the one that really like hurts the most was 2008 when they were the one seed in the divisional round. They played the Ravens, and that's like when rookie Joe Flacco just beat us, and it was just 
it was just ridiculous. Like all the calls they were getting, like that one just made me so mad. I thought they were. I mean, they were the one seed, so I thought they were going all the way. Kerry Collins. Kerry um, Collins was leading us. He was such a beast <laughs> that year. Kerry Collins and Chris Johnson, Glendale White. What a squad. Glendale White. Oh. How can I forget about Glendale <laughs> what White? What a squad. <laughs> That's a squad. Uh, we got another yeah, question here. We got uh, at Nice's Doom. Uh, this is actually our Oregon insider. Uh, who will put up better touchdown interception numbers this season, Kirk Cousins or Nick Foles? And he actually added question from our Nice's Doom Oregon insider. Oh, so you didn't have to say that. He, yeah. he gave himself the credit. He, 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 yeah, he's giving out <laughs> credit to himself. Uh, we got, yeah, Kirk Cousins, Nick Foles. I think this is an easy answer. I think it's uh, actually not without Diggs. That's that's going to be tough. So, yeah, that's I would, still, that's say, I would still say uh, um, Kirk Cousins will have the yeah, I say better Kirk has ratio. Yeah, I better ratio because he, uh, he doesn't throw enough interceptions. When he does throw an interception, it looks pretty bad, though, but he doesn't throw a lot of them. Fumbles more than he throws interceptions. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take Cousins. Cousins? Yeah, I'll take Cousins, too. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. I think Foles yeah. will have actually a surprisingly pretty, like, they just need a consistent quarterback. That's that's a, that's all they need. Uh, there was a reply to that uh, saying, well, Foles is just lucky he's on the Bears. He's got, he gets to avoid the best defense in the league. <laughs> that's a true point. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Truer words have never been spoken. Wow. Uh, next question. It's another has to do with the Bears here. Has to do I with Nick Foles. Um, from Mitch, Mitch Foles, at Mitch Foles. Uh, who, Interesting. Who do you think wins the quarterback battle for the Bears? I well, i got to break it to you down real simply. The quarterback uh, controversy has already been solved. Um, Foles will be the starter week one. Bring it to the bank. Yeah, I'm on board with that. And there's people that still believe Trubisky can be, and there's – all this talk about the open competition, but I just don't. Nagy, there's no way Nagy. And Nagy's mine. Nick Foles is starting now. I don't know if somehow, some way, somebody can override um, his decision, which would be hard to believe. But um, yeah, he he kind of had to close, not close it completely, but it felt like he kind of had to close his playbook or rip it in half. Maybe um, last year, be in yeah, he wasn't happy about it. You know, no man wants to call that many screens I've talked about this before or you know you know play call that way he felt like he almost had to uh and he needs a quarterback that's going to fit his system and I think that trade was basically Matt Nagy going out and finding his quarterback now I think Trubisky can start games this year because you do worry about Foles injury but I I think yeah I'm on board with the rest of the guys Foles uh wins the quarterback battle yeah, I'm I'm on board. But he like, won it. No, he already, he already won, won it. it. To to me, it. it's like weird. Like, what's like the worst case scenario is that if Trubisky's the starter, he obviously outplays Foles in camp, in preseason. So like, that's not. I, think, I just I don't I don't see a downside to either way. I think we talked about this before, but you guys think Trubisky starts Week One of preseason? I think, uh, I think probably. I, think I, th- I would say probably. If I'm Nagy, I'm giving Trubisky most of the reps in preseason. Like I, you want to know like, it's going to be a whole thing too because we see we heard Nagy say a million times that he's actually starting the starters in preseason because he's he's well known for not playing them at all. Um, so I think a week one preseason, Trubisky's a starter. Everyone's going to be you know thinking that's a lock. He's the guy, you know. So I can actually see that Trubisky starting. People kind of getting a little confused, but full starting yeah. actual week one. Yeah, I just think I think it's like I think it's a legit. Like QB competition, like they're like they're saying, but I still think 
Nick Foles gets like the the advantage. Like if like if Trubisky like outplays Nick Foles, maybe like by a little bit, and like camp and preseason, they're still going to give it to Foles. But it has to be like pretty drastic for them to to go with Trubisky. If that so makes Trubisky's sense. getting the first snap. That's what I mean. I feel like it's it's like a legit QB competition, but like Trubisky really has to prove himself in order to be the starter. I think Nick Foles so has, you, has, has, yeah, he has to exceed expectations. That's what like, I'm saying. Drastically. I, yeah. Yeah. I see Which I, I like, I, I like Mitch. I like him as a person. I like, I like him like as a leader of that team. He just obviously wasn't playing to the capabilities that we drafted him for. Um, does he have it in him? Possibly. Is it, He's football a young, system? Dan. He's football young. Yeah. But is it, a, is it a system thing? I think that's mostly what we're seeing here. It's a, it's a system thing. I don't think the system fit the quarterback. I think it's a skill set thing, honestly. I, he you just could be a little bit of both. You you just the, his his footwork. You can just look at his footwork alone and just tell he's not comfortable. That's the only you. If you only look at his footwork, he's not comfortable. I, I get that in argument, but sometimes you have to understand like there's still quarterbacks in the league who don't have perfect footwork. Who still like everything's overanalyzed for Mitch. Every everything is overanalyzed. He makes a bad throw. Everything's oh look at this look at this footwork. Obviously that's that needs to be worked on, but there's also some quarterbacks that have unorthodox ways of throwing the ball, and it still works for them. I don't know. Get I think it, he's in you, his own. You head. just got you got to be con- yeah. It's confidence. His biggest issue is confidence. Yeah, and as much as they say like. Oh yeah, he's blocking out the noise. I, it's it's impossible can't be for somebody who has talked about that much. Like they made it such a big deal last year. You remember where they're just like, "Oh yeah, we turned off the TVs in the facility." It's like, what? Like, who needs to make a big deal out of that? It was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I just well, okay. they they've been trying to baby him too long, so. Uh, we're going on the next question here. We got Good. yes, Good. sir, at Rhett B12. At Rhett B12. And it's another Bears question. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> do you think having a veteran team or having a good head coach benefits more from the coronavirus? Do you think having. Wow. A... All right, so wait. So is it between, it's between to... veteran team or a good head coach? It's between those yeah. two things? Uh, I kind of talked about this. Yeah, I guess. I was kind of talking about this a little bit already, but. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think teams that have that kept like the same core together, like of players, have a big advantage going into this year, just because there's no off-season program to get everyone up to speed. I mean, there is an off-season program, but it's virtual. It's definitely a lot different, like doing it virtually and actually like doing it on the field and and repping it out over and over again and getting comfortable with everyone, building chemistry. So, I think like the teams that have kept their their so I'm basically going with veteran team is probably more important. You could just have, you could have like a great coach this off season. Like this team could have a great coach, but they went through a lot of changes. Like that team's not going to perform as good as is the team that is kept the same. It's a veteran team. I could kind of argue both sides. Um, yeah, because again, team somebody that's like. Uh, you know, got the chemistry and played well last year and like still has that same team. Yeah, it might be easy to prepare for them. Uh, but then you got those teams that like you just have no idea like what to expect. Like how do we game plan against them? And they just kind of just might hit you out of nowhere. So those teams actually might be tough to play as well. And you could argue, yeah, veterans versus the young guys. Is it going to be harder for the, the older guys to kind of get back in the groove without much of an offseason program? You know, some guys don't take part of that any in part of that anymore anyway, since they did it for so long. Um, sometimes the young athletic guys can just step in and just be as good. They don't really have to do anything, you know. So 
I kind of can argue both sides, but to answer the question, would you do you think having a veteran team or having a good head coach benefits more? Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, it's very important to have a good coach, but the the players itself is the most important thing. So I think just having a veteran team. That's what I would say. I'd agree with veteran team. I think the veteran vets know how to uh, pre- prepare themselves for the season. They know how to get their body in shape. They know what they're doing. Um, you see on Twitter and Instagram them, you know, working out at their house. So I think they know what they're doing. Whereas if you just have a you know younger team with a solid head coach, you could say all the right things, but is the team going to do it? More likely going to see that from the vets. Yeah. 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 I think I decide with everything you guys are saying. Uh, we got our next there question. Is, there is arguments both ways. Uh, bang dingu, bang dingu. Uh, are Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon the best running back duo in the league? And somebody replied. Mm, the gruesome twosome. Somebody replied, Chubb and Hunt? Question mark. So, best best running back duo in the league. Is it Lindsey Gordon? Is it Chubb Hunt? Is it somebody else? That's basically the question. I think Chubb and Hunt are better. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. I think both are really good. Um, oh, yeah. We didn't really see all too much. I mean, he was suspended for quite a while last season too, right? But Kareem Hunt, we, he was one of the best running backs in the game, and then everything happened, and then his touches obviously went down. So, I would, I would lean with them, but we didn't see much of Hunt in that offense. Last year, I mean, we had glimpses, yeah, but tough. it was mainly relied on Chubb. I, because I think, I mean, yeah, it's the fancy coming in there in the Browns. He likes to run the ball, likes to throw the ball to the back. So I mean, they're Chubb and Hunt are going to get a lot. I mean, look at Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison last year. I mean, they could be not the top, but I guess considered in a in a top five or so. I guess running back duo, and now that coordinator is with the Browns, which uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, so yeah, they're going to get a lot of action, and then. The thing with the Broncos is, though, I think Melvin or yeah, what the Broncos do, I think Melvin Gordon plays a lot better this year than he, I think he was off his game last year. A lot of fumbles, looked a little rusty. Uh, it felt number like change. Number change. Mm-hmm. Felt like they were giving the ball to Eckler when they should have been giving it to Gordon. They were giving it to Gordon when they should have been giving it. They should have been giving it to Eckler. They felt like they were backwards. So I think, uh, and then Shermer is the offense coordinator there for Denver too. I like that for them. Uh, Lindsey and Gordon. That's that's tough. I think the easy choice is Chubb and Hunt, but again, I think Melvin Gordon plays more like the Melvin Gordon we know and love this year with Philip Lindsay. I mean, you can argue Kamara and Latavius Murray probably as well. Um, yeah, I'd still probably go Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but that is that's that's good. That's good. I think ah, it's 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 really close because I, I do again. I think Gordon plays better this year than he did last year, so. Are we all in agreement? We're all in agreement there? We're all yeah, agreement. I, think we're, I think we're pretty much all in agreement. We're, we're in agreement. The Buccaneers, Ronald Jones, and Keyshawn Vaughn, we're all in agreement? Not, no, no. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry and Darrington Evans. Okay, all right. Uh, what do we got next? Xander Zupon, at Xander Zupon. Is Matthew Stafford the true dark horse MVP candidate this year? Um, I feel like we're talking about that every year. I think somebody brings that up every single year. At Stafford. So is it a dark horse then? Uh, no. I feel like people like I don't know. I feel like every offseason everyone's like Stafford. This is the year. He's a top ten quarterback. Um, you know he would have been last year if he, this didn't happen. I feel like it's every single year. I think he's going to start the year off real strong. Um, I'm not saying he's going to get hurt again, but it feels like it's just inconsistency down the stretch of the season usually. Um, I mean, if you say uh, I don't know, I. 
I mean, you could say anyone's a dark horse, really, but I, does he have it in him? I think he has it in him, for sure. It all depends on their team's record, how they perform, and obviously if he stays healthy. Yeah. He's got weapons around him. He's got weapons around him. I mean, I, I'm going to continue Weapons to you say healthy, just... though, too. Because they, Marvin and... Jones been hurt, Carrion Johnson's been hurt. I know they added yep. DeAndre Swift, but uh, they got old man Amendola as their receiver three, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to continue to say that Russell Wilson is my dark horse until he gets at least a MVP vote. Zero career MVP votes. That's is, a dark horse right there. That's enough to be a dark horse right. to me. I, are we going to allow it? I think I think we'll allow it. I'm zero allow votes. It. He's All got right. zero votes. All right, we'll allow it. Uh, moving on, David Carrero. He's the Bears guy. Uh, he's back. We got, do you think Akeem Hicks, uh, to get back to being the impact player he was before last season, and if so, how do you think the Quinn, Mack, and Hicks pass rush will develop? Bears guy. If he that stays healthy, rush, that, that pass if, rush if, is going to be nasty. Three, yeah, if those three stay healthy, um, it's the Bears defense is, is back. I mean, they were very good last year, but it's we're talking like from two years ago where it's going to be creating interceptions, creating fumbles, things like that. Obviously, you can't count on that, but... Hicks is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Adding Robert Quinn only makes that defense better because as soon as Akeem Hicks was hurt last year, uh, Mack was getting triple team, double team on every single play. So um, it can't hurt. It can't hurt. But uh, do you, so the first question, do you think Hicks gets back to being an impact player? Yes. I think he's got the – I think I mean, it's it, it's possible, yeah. I, I think so. He's, he's hungry for it. You see him on Twitter. Yeah, uh, yeah. Big I think so. Of course, he's. <clears throat> I think so too. But um, I mean, you always you always worry about it. I mean, how old how old is he now? Is he, I think he got, got in the league when he was already like kind of older too. So that was kind of the tough part. But uh, yeah, cause he was. He's worried about that. He's on. The, he was on the Saints and the Patriots already, and I think he he is thirty years old right now. So it's he's he's, he's got some it's juice. He's got some juice. Uh, yeah, I think, he'll be, I think he'll be an impact player. And then I think to answer the second part, too, I think it should be pretty easy to develop as one of the best, like, units in, in the league. I mean, I think that's, like, one thing. Um, we were talking about, like, having chemistry and consistency. I feel like D-line and, like, edge rushers don't really need I – mean, you guys could argue against this, but I feel like they don't need as much chemistry as, like, quarterbacks and receivers or – Right. Um, or like, or like a secondary. A secondary needs to be able to communicate without even communicating, like what where they need to be, like coverages, like how they shift. I think D line. I mean, it's pretty simple. Like you're, you're either, just, I mean, you're either rushing totally the passer, or you're, like you know what I'm saying. Like it's like, I think Robert it's, Quinn's just obviously a way better player than than Leonard Floyd. So obviously they're going to be a pretty pretty fo- like pretty good force as as a as a pass rushing unit. There as those three. I get what your point with uh, chemistry, because like, you, you and on the defensive line, you need just a body to wreck havoc. You don't necessarily yeah. have to be on the same page. Obviously, you have your your stunts as you you know you perform on the D line, mm-hmm. but that you know that doesn't mean anything. You still have to. It's a one on one battle with you and the lineman. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying should be if healthy a pretty dominant force. Once again, um, <clears throat> next question. At 2020 underscore Broncos, rank the second-year quarterbacks by how you think they will they will do this year. 
Um, so that includes Kyler Murray, Drew Locke, Dwayne Haskins, Daniel Jones, Gardner Minshew, I believe is all. Um, so yeah, rank those quarterbacks based on how they will do this season. Kyler Murray one. Okay. Okay. Drew Locke um, number two. Drew Locke number two. All right. Um, Daniel Jones number three. Uh, I'm gonna. No, no. I mean, this this is gonna be wild here. I'm gonna go Darnold and then Daniel Jones. Darnold's not a second year quarterback. We're talking. <laughs> Didn't you read him off? No. Gardner Minshew. You're getting mixed Gardner up. Minshew. Minshew and Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Oh, Haskins at the bottom. Uh, no, I'm putting Gardner Minshew no, at the bottom. I'll put Minshew at the bottom. Yeah, and I'm putting yeah, Haskins, put Haskins below. All right, Daniel bad. Jones. Just, third. Like we're getting confusing here. What's what's your rankings? Just give me your rankings. We're making a community list. We're making a Murray, community list. Murray Block. Murray, Locke, Daniel Jones, Haskins, Minshew. Done. Easy. Lock it up. Done. Same thing. Swap my bottom two. No, I'm doing the same thing, but we're swapping Haskins and Daniel Jones. I got Haskins at number three over Daniel Jones. Little, Ooh. Little bold. I'm going a little bold. Okay. I think if That's you're the Jaguars, more than a little you're, you're hoping that Gardner Minshew does not do well, so you get the first pick <laughs> in the draft. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't think that's what they're thinking, but okay, yeah. Oh, no, it definitely is. All right, okay. Trust me. All right, all right. Uh, Jose61593784, that's his handle for Twitter. Top five defenses 2020. So top of our heads right now because we didn't prepare for this. Top five defenses. Does it have to be in order or can we just name what the top five would be? Just name I'm not going to do uh, Name the top five. I'm just going to do what comes to my head. Yeah, yeah, and just give give one team the crown, though. Give us your number. After you name the five, then just pick one to be the best. How about that? All right. Uh, easy crown going to the Bears. I'm biased. I don't care. <laughs> um, Ravens going to go with the Broncos. Um what else you guys got? We got yeah. Let me just r- rattle some teams off. Uh, not my top five. Just somebody we teams we can consider. You said you said Bears, Ravens, Broncos, Bills will be up there. The 49ers will be up there again. The Chargers will be up there. Um, Steelers. Steelers for sure. Um, I the Redskins could be a sneaky one. That can, they can be real sneaky this year. Um, what else we got here? There's a lot of teams that could fight for that spot, for that top five spot. And the Patriots were last year. I think they lost a bit, though. Um, Packers could be kind of sneaky. You know, they got some holes. Don't, don't say I, that. I just like their pass rush, and I like Kenny don't Clark. Don't say and that. Their secondary is pretty good. Jair Alexander, Kevin King, Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos. The secondary is looking pretty good. They just don't have D-line help for Kenny Clark, and they need a line inside linebacker help. Um, but I'm going to say I think the in no order, no order, just top of my head, top five, Bears, Chargers, Bills, Broncos, and who gets that five spot? Who gets that five spot? It's between... Ravens, in my opinion. Steelers, Ravens. I just worry about the Ravens. Pass the Bucks rush. are a good D too. Yeah, I like the Bucks. I wouldn't put a top five. Yeah, people give me smack when I uh, when I hype up the Bucks defense, but it's a pretty good defense. I probably wouldn't put a top five though. Um, so I said I said Bears, Chargers, Bills, Broncos, probably. Ooh, Steelers. I have thinking Steelers, but Bud Dupree had a pretty 
pretty wild game uh, year last year. I don't know if he uh, maybe he does it again. Perhaps. I think the secondary played better than it probably will this year as well. Um, maybe the Redskins. The Redskins. Maybe that. That. Maybe. Maybe they sneak in there. I think the pass rush can be ridiculous. So I'll pick those five for now. And I'll give the crown to the. Earth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. Uh, He's not denying it. It's. I'm not denying. True. It. Um, uh, I like the Niners. I like the Niners. Oh, I, didn't say the, I didn't say the Niners for the five. Yeah, forget the Redskins. Put the Niners in there. Um, but for number one, I mean the Bills is the most balanced. But then you got teams like yeah the Bears and the Broncos. They're going to get ridiculous pass rush. I think the. It's tough. It's tough to pick one. Ah, I'm. You know what? You know what? I might go Chargers. I might go Chargers get the number one because I think they're pretty balanced as well. Um, yeah, that's that's. I'll go Chargers. Peyton, that's so hard to pick five. I don't know. Well, how about your crown? What's your crown at? Ah, uh, that's even hard too. I don't know. I like the yeah, Niners defense. I think I think they could do. Everything really. I mean, we saw they gave up a lot of points to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but well, that's the uh, Chiefs. It's the Chiefs, but Chiefs. The Chiefs defense can be sneaky too. Chiefs defense, yeah. I don't know. I like the Steelers too. Niners, Steelers are probably the top for me. And then, like, yeah, Ravens, Ravens, Bills, Bears. Was everybody else? I'll got? support it. I'm I'm with Dan there with the Bears. I mean, I mean, the I don't think they're gonna be the same level as they were two years ago in terms of takeaways, but their pass rush is better than it was two years ago, and I think the pass rush is debatably the best in the league. And a pass rush, a high caliber pass rush, can cover up a bunch of mistakes because I don't think they have the strongest secondary, but I. Definitely the skill set of everyone, their jobs just get easier with a good pass rush in front of you. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think the Ravens are going to, they always just have like such a good like next man up mentality. It's crazy. They'll lose names and then they'll just, I don't know. As far as the rest of my list, I would definitely agree. Bills, uh, Niners, yeah, uh, Steelers. Got to have my Steelers in there. Got to have them. It's uh, not your Steelers. <clears throat> eh, might be. Next question we got DeQuante Clark at Quanta one two three four six five six. A lot of numbers in people's handles. Uh, do you think Lamar Jackson is James Harden of NBA? Good regular season player. Interesting. He's not. He's not lefty though. <laughs> So, what, what, and he doesn't flop. I haven't seen him flop yet. Yeah, either. I haven't seen him flop. I think he's 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 welcoming the contact. Um, no, I if think they can catch him. Well, I mean, Lamar played one playoff game two years ago, and the play calling was absolutely horrendous, absolutely terrible. Like they didn't, Lamar didn't play his game. Like the system wasn't in place yet. So I'm not counting the two years ago. Last year, you know, I, the Titans game planned very well for them. I think there was some big time throws early that should have like Lamar did his job. I don't think his, uh, you know, his whole unit because I think Mark Andrews kind of 
let him down as well. But the whole receiver unit uh, kind of hurt him. He did miss some throws too, but uh, I am definitely not even close to being ready to say uh, he's can't take the leap in the playoffs. Um, I think, I think, um, I mean, for everybody, regular season is going to be easier. So he's going to look better in the regular season. You know, it's rare for <clears throat> guys to look that much better in the playoffs. You know, Tom Brady, like only the GOAT. So it's understandable. So I think too early and it's something I'm not worried about. I think he definitely can win because of him in the playoffs. James Harden, uh, like comparing comparing him to Harden, I know that's tough. Uh, I'm not a big James Harden fan. I don't know. Just never been a fan of his game. It's just, it's tough to compare them because it's two different sports, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't compare them. I don't know. And not that James Harden can't win in the playoffs, but um, I, I just I just wouldn't compare him. I, I you know I don't know. That's just my take. Yeah, I mean I I agree. I think it's too early to like write off Lamar Jackson as like someone who just like chokes or like doesn't perform in the playoffs. But you do like have to worry about. I mean, I think the Ravens are going to be a really good team. I think they, they. I mean, they just draft so well and they have really good coaches over there and they have. They have a lot of talent, but, like, you do worry, like, do the Titans, like, kind of, like, expose them and, like, show – I think they're – I think Lamar was off his game and, like, so were the receivers, but, like, I think they had a really good game plan and kind of showed, like, how to yeah. how to stop that offense. So you kind of have to worry about that a little bit. I think – I mean, I think – again, I think the, I'm not bashing the Ravens at all. I think they're going to be a really – I think they're going to be a contender this year, but, like, you just worry about if they can – if they can make it to, to like, the Super Bowl if – if like that game plan's kind of out on them. Yeah, people always forget like the game plan factor. Like I think there's always unique offenses that get figured out, and people like forget that because. But if you look back, like each of these teams, like these teams that played the Ravens, they only got one crack at them. It was tough the game plan. They only got one crack at them. They want another chance at them. The divisional teams got to play them twice. Another you know another year playing them again, watching the film, teams playing them for the first time. You know, that, that's why I'm not saying it'll happen with the Ravens because game planning against Lamar Jackson is one thing. Stopping him is a totally another, a different thing. I don't think you get the comparison to Michael Vick. Uh, I don't, I really don't think there, there has been a Lamar Jackson ever. So it's another level of, you know, stopping him or slowing him down. But uh, it happens all the time. Yeah, teams start to figure things out. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I can compare them in the sense that they're both players that are like changing the game and how it's played. Yeah, I'll go that. I can take that True. stretch, but that's kind of about it. Uh, you could compare they're them, like, I guess, in a way that they – I mean, all these players are in the NFL because they're confident in themselves, but these are two players that are very, very confident in themselves. Like Lamar Jackson kind of – even when he's – he doesn't really he, – yeah, he'll actually throw the ball, so don't get me wrong here. I think people make that mistake. Like he wants to pass the ball, but he's a guy that will – if something's not open, he won't wait for it to open up. He'll trust himself. Same with James Harden. We see him take how many shots a game. These guys trust themselves tremendously, which is a good thing. So you can compare them in, in that way, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we're moving on to the next question here. We got – JJ Domination on YouTube at Mastro Jeff underscore Jeffrey. Biggest riser for fantasy football. Also, who is your biggest regression candidate for fantasy football? Ooh. Ooh. It's a good question. It's a good looking question. Uh, a riser, Kyler Murray. Yeah, I mean, he was pretty good last year, too. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, Chris Godwin was top tier last year, but I think it's it's even safer. What a pick by me, huh? Yeah, I'd be too bad I beat you in the finals, huh? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that is bad. Yeah, I drafted Antonio Brown, too, like an idiot, so, and I still won it. Uh, 
but yeah, I think Godwin could even take another step up. But somebody that's, um, yeah, that's, that's not really answering the question, though. Who's the biggest riser? Biggest riser. Um, it's something we got to think about. Or somebody yeah, that's Baker. Tough. Baker. Yeah, yeah, Baker could. I mean, yeah. he, he puts up fantasy numbers anyway. Um, but yeah, as far as riser taking that next step, mm-hmm. I would say Baker. So throw a random one out there. Just see. We'll see how you guys react. How about how about Kenyon Drake? Whoa! No, I'm whoa! 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 That's a good one. He could just be a beast. He's just the guy. What about David Johnson? Now he's the Texans guy. New place. Didn't really fit Kingsbury offense. I'm not a huge David Johnson guy, but I think he'll improve. They're not to rely on him. Definitely rely on him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's a good segue to my biggest uh, well, regression player. Would be. Um, Oh my god, I just blanked. Holy shit. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, oh my god, yeah. Watson. Watson would be I literally had it right here. Uh, I had Watson it. would be because he's he's I mean, he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller gets hurt. Or you could pull a so... and call him Deshaun uh Hopkins. Deshaun Deshaun Hopkins. <laughs> I'm confusing myself right now. <laughs> I'd rather forget what I'm talking about DeAndre than Watt, say the wrong player. Watson. He said Deshaun to Hopkins and, <laughs> and DeAndre Watson. He Deshaun Hopkins, man. Uh, that's why he's no longer on Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah, I think Watson, so, Watson's going to take a, uh, I should say a huge regression, but it's very possible. He doesn't have the best receiver in the game anymore. They're going to have to lean on uh, David Johnson a lot. I like how the Texans went from a team that like had everything but a quarterback to now the opposite. You yeah. just completely flipped the script on how they want to. They got some solid players still. Yeah, but nothing like they've had. Well, I think traded like, away debatably the best receiver like in the Brandon, league. Brandon Brandon Cooks even could be a uh, a riser because he's got to oh, be yeah. the number one receiver. Even though Will Fuller can be, um, you just can't really trust the health. Maybe Cooks, you worry about his health too. But I trust Cooks' health a little a little more. Um, but yeah, that, their, their mentality oh, is yeah, just like the on. deep speed. And that's what they get with uh, Brandon Cook. So I think he'll be a little more trustworthy than he was in the Rams, perhaps, because there's so many guys splitting on the Rams. So that is a good one. Uh, I think a lot of these rookie running backs could do uh, could do some damage. But yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking. Sec- I was thinking a lot of like. I don't know. I mean, thinking like fantasy. You think like, who do you, what position do you want to draft first? Well, Pete, I'm not going to just give you my drafting board. Whoa. Running back or receiver? I see what you're trying to do, Pete. You're sneaky. I'm just thinking running backs. That's why I threw Kenyon Drake. But I was thinking second-year guys, too. I think Devin Singletary is going to take off this year. One second. saw at the end of the year. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a pretty good Mm. game this year, too. And you could could catch the ball in the backfield. So I think he'd be... A pretty good I think sleep, a, or a pretty know, good late-round late running back that would have a good season would be David Montgomery, too. I mean, they they had no game plan last season. Obviously, they didn't know how to run the ball, but I think that's also because we had Mitch, who they had to scrap basically everything. So I think I think David Montgomery could have a you know a better year. I'm not going to say a huge riser, but he, he might be worth you know a bench player. I think uh, the two rookie, well, last year rookie Ole Miss receivers. I mean, both of them, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown. Like they, it took a little bit for them to really get. And we saw DK early, but they both like really got going at the end of the year. So now that their team knows what they're capable of, now that they're like full time guys, uh, playing all the time, I think they're gonna have way bigger numbers. 
uh, this year. So I mean, yeah, I think yeah. I think AJ is going to be a beast, obviously. But I think just like his his numbers are just weird when you look at him. He had like fifty something catches, but he had a thousand yards. Like his average was just ridiculous. So like obviously until pretty much Tannehill came yeah. either. Obviously, he's going to – well, the Falcons game with Mariota, he was really good. He had two touchdowns. But he uh, – I think his average is obviously going to go down, but, like, he's going to get way more than 50, 50 receptions this, this next year. It's going to be – it's going to be ridiculous. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd with Joe Burrow. That's like his Justin Jefferson, that new school slot receiver. Uh, I think he'll get a lot of targets from Joe Burrow. That's That's a good one. Um, but yeah, um, so, oh yeah, somebody, somebody commented Jordan Howard. Yeah. He could be the starting back for Jordan Howard and Matt Breida should be the backs for the Dolphins. That could be an interesting one as well. Uh, next question from Alex, Wright. Alex J L writes is the handle for Twitter who out of Josh Allen, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield will emerge as the best quarterback after this year. We Easy. know Junior's answer. <laughs> Easy. Okay, Junior, get it over with. I would. Okay. Okay. Baker, what? We know. Okay. We know Just how high you I am Baker. Your top, you had him as number five on your quarterbacks this year. Yeah, but I explained it. <laughs> I explained it. Did you? I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. It's cl- I think between Baker and Josh Allen, that's close. Like that's that's There's honestly a, a close. You had Josh Allen as your number five. Right. And he he's he's going. That means to, Baker's number six. Baker's number Josh six. Josh Allen is in a division where he's going to be able to perform better. It's just you know, it's just kind of a given. I think uh, I think clear cut the best quarterback out of the three, just based on talent. I, I think Baker Mayfield. But to answer the question, I'm picking Josh Allen because uh, you know I think he's I think he's just going to play much better just because what's around him. And I know Mayfield has some. Um, some weapons. I still worry about the offense line. Even though it improved, I still really worry about the offense line. But I, Stefanski's offense, which it could work out. They have the running backs. They have the tight ends. It's a lot of small ball. They'll Mayfield will have some crazy big play, you know, kind of like Cousins did, but it was like here and there you know, out of the play action. I don't think there'll be enough. Josh Allen with an improving offense line, a good offense line, a lot of weapons, adding Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen will look, and that's what matters most, you know, what – uh, off of who will, I guess, play the best, no matter what's around him. I think Josh Allen will be uh, the best one. Yeah, I'm going to go with yeah, Baker. Yeah, I'm, I'm going, going with, Baker with Baker as well. Uh, the, I'm not... the offensive room around him is a lot better. Um, I'm I'm chalking up last year to a sophomore slump. That's not, I think so, too. Um, and he had a case I'm... of the Freddies. The Freddies. <laughs> true. I'm not, a, I'm not a big Josh Allen believer yet. Um and yeah, Darn. I mean, I think Gase is kind of like ruining Darnold. Well, Darnold's seeing some ghosts too. That doesn't help. Yeah, but I think Gase is helping him see the ghosts. I think it's the smelling salts or something. Mm. But perhaps, but uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know how you like measure. I mean, how do you how do you measure who's the better quarterback though? I mean, everyone uses records. Like, if you're gonna go by records, you're gonna go. You're probably We're gonna go have to go by with, wins. We're going by wins. That's what I'm saying. Going, like, we're, yeah. Well, you have to go with Josh Allen then because his division is just soft. Well, wins, oh. production, play. I, you know, I think Josh Allen's just gonna. Kind of, kind of mad. Kind of mad that Riz just like asked Danny what is which fan base. This is like go back to earlier. Which fan base like has been driving him nuts? I thought he was gonna ask everyone. Like I, I think well, the Bills fans are kind of, the Bills fans are kind of driving me nuts. I don't know. Like they're just like they're just talking a lot and think they already Whoa. have the division one. They're I'm yapping. just saying. 
They already they pretty much do, though. Let's be honest. I know, but like it's just a soft division. I don't know. It's a Bills Mafia. Yeah, but that defense is going to be pretty damn good. I just to get it out there. Bunch of strides. I just had to get it out there. I think. I mean, I could easily pick teams from my team's division because they're always in the mentions, bashing all my Titan stuff. But it's just, I think, I don't know. The Bills, the Bills fans are just. They already think Ruthless. they're in the playoffs, and it's already like they're already in there. And they, playoffs. They, they, they have a shit. They already have a shot. We're already talking playoffs. 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 All right. Um, Ricardo Moya, Rick Rick A. Moya is the handle. Howdy from Phoenix, Arizona. Howdy. Uh, howdy. Uh, top five offense and best defense predictions of the season coming up. Thanks in advance. Well, you're welcome. Uh, we talked about the defenses from somebody else's. Um, question there so top what's yeah now we're going with the offenses i mean i think we're all in agreement with the chiefs at number one yeah yeah uh yeah i, I the ravens might be number two hey yeah, but that's like a number two that has potential to be a number one yeah uh i mean then then it's a battle between i mean you got the bucks maybe up there the saints probably be up there the what else we got here? We got I'm trying to think the top of my head here. Uh, wild card could be. I talk about the wild card for the defense. Same thing. The Packers. You know their offense was a little disappointing last year, but if Rodgers kind of steps up, the Packers could, could could get back up there. Uh, looking at Eagles could be a sneaky one. Wentz has got to stay healthy. Uh, the Seahawks usually statistically aren't up there, but they definitely can be. And then who I'm trying to think NFC teams right now. Cowboys, uh, statistically definitely up there. Now they have Mike McCarthy. And then from the AFC, you have, we talked about the Chiefs. We talked about the Ravens. I mean, Steelers got Big Ben back. You know, they remember how high-powered their offense was. Maybe it won't be, well, when, when they had Big Ben, but maybe it won't be quite that good. But it can be a sneaky good offense. And then you're looking at... I mean, sneaky teams, Colts, Broncos, a lot of sneaky teams. Um, what are they on the Titans? Titans. I mean, statistically, are they going to? I mean, they were actually at the end of the last yeah, year. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they were second. They were second in explosive plays. Um, and then also, since, or, I mean, when Tannehill took over, they had the most yards per play last season and actually the second most in NFL history behind the greatest show on turf. Yeah. Uh... So... <laughs> I think I think there's a clear top three in my opinion. I think Chiefs, Ravens, Bucks would be my three. Uh, if I have to go four or five, that's tough. Probably Saints, and probably that's uh, it's tough. It's probably uh, the Cardinals. Honestly, the Cardinals will probably get a lot of production from their offense this year. Cardinals got to be top five. Yeah. Um, I almost put the Cardinals at four, actually, after that three, the first three that I named. I think, you know, looking at their schedule, pretty favorable schedule for them, pretty good one. Uh, Kyler Murray, Cliff Kingsbury, that spread attack. Teams aren't used to that. Still a lot of uh, old-school defensive coordinators. It's going to be very tough to game plan against that offense, and I think they're going to put up some big number. Adding DeAndre Hopkins, having Kenyon Drake, like the identity that Drake is their guy all time. So, so yeah, I think the Cardinals definitely make the top five. So, that's kind of like that one. By you guys, what are, what are you thinking? I mean, on paper, the I mean, you can say the Browns should be able to if they perform. I I just think too much running the ball, which they'll be good running the ball, but I just don't know if there's enough explosive 
passing plays, which I think they're capable of. Baker, right. Odell, I, I, I just need, I just need to see more from Stefanski to kind of trust that. He was felt like he was kind of holding back on that in Minnesota, like because they would have the big plays here and there, and they would kind of go away from it for so long and get super conservative. So I do worry about that, but the talent's definitely there. I might lean with Junior on that uh, on those Browns there. I mean, they're not going to be they're in the five six range sleeper possibly. I could honestly see the Ravens. I mean, we talked about it before, like game planning and understanding what's coming. And there's a difference between game planning and stopping what's coming. But I, I think it's possible that you could see a Ra- the Ravens kind of be a little bit slowed down this year. Is that going to result them into not being in the top five offense? I don't know, but I, I, I think it's certainly possible. I got yeah, I got two more two wild card teams, two similar teams. I think the Broncos and the Bills. I think if. Uh, it depends on Drew Locke and it depends on Josh Allen, but you you look what's around them. Um, Drew Locke, I think both quarterbacks kind of got that gunslinger mentality. They they really can get the ball downfield. They can throw on the run, and they actually can move themselves uh, in and out of the pocket and downfield. Um, but you look at what's around them. You know, look at the Broncos that we talked about earlier in this episode. The the Broncos running back duo. Um, people are going to be worried about that running game, but then you look at the receiver unit, you look at Cortland Sutton, you look at uh, Jerry Judy, you look at KJ Hamler. I mean, the talent, the speed, um, Howard's team's going to divide that up from their corners, their their coverages, uh, and the tight ends even. Noah Fant, Albert O, who's familiar with Drew Locke, of course. Um, yeah, it's kind of on Drew Locke. It's kind of on the offensive line, but if you trust those things, if you're confident in those things, then yes, they definitely can be. And same, yeah, Josh Allen's improving. He's kind of known as a raw quarterback coming out of Wyoming. Like everyone's like, this guy's going to be pretty good, but it's going to take some time. And I think he's already past that point. You know, I think he's further along, I should say. He's further along than we expected. Uh, and now he has to find digs. He's got some young guys that are stepping up. The offensive line's improving. So, I, and I think, uh, yeah, I think those two teams, could be kind of they could be sneaky to me it's not that sneaky though i think it's definitely realistic yeah i can see it yeah uh next one kyler murray for mvp is the twitter at red sea season who will be the most disappointing team receiving a lot of hype this offseason so the cardinals boom roasted are they receiving a lot of hype though (laughs) Oh, in a, really. a small amount of hype, I would say. I mean, they're gonna. I think they're gonna be good. I, I shouldn't say that. Who's the Browns of last year? I mean, the Buccaneers the are getting a lot year. of hype, but I think it's deserving. Um, there's a lot of talented guys there, a talented team, talented coaching staff. Um, so I don't think the Bucks will disappoint. Maybe somebody else thinks so. Uh, who else is getting hype? Um, I mean, the Colts might be getting a little bit of hype. You know, Philip Rivers behind that offensive line. Um, you know, adding Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman in the draft. I don't know if there's that that many teams getting a lot of hype. Um, I mean, I talked about the Bills. I'm just keep bashing the Bills. I mean, they're gonna. I think they're gonna win the division. He's just asking I, for I them. His mentions right now. I, really <laughs> I guess. I guess. I'm usually I'm, the one I'm complimenting good. the Bills, so we kind of. It's I'm, we're good. We're okay. We're gonna offset. I'm telling them. them I'm telling them they're gonna win the division. Like, and they're. I mean, they already. They already know they're gonna uh, win the division. <laughs> Oh, right, right. Uh, but again, it's a soft division. I think they're going to be in a they're going to be in an, in for a rude awakening when they get to the playoffs, depending on who they're matched up with. What if it's the Texans again on a Saturday yeah. uh, afternoon game? I, mean, I don't know. I don't think the Texans are going to make the playoffs, but I'm just saying I think there's just better teams. That, like they're they're gonna they're gonna be a three or a four seed, but I think they're going to get upset. I mean, I don't know if it's a, it's going to even be an you I mean, don't know if you're calling an upset really, but. 
I mean, they're the higher seed, but I think there should be a better team that they're going to be matched up against in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know if a lot of teams are getting that much hype, really. Um, I mean, I was just kind of nitpicking there. Yeah. Who will be the most disappointing team receiving a lot of hype this offseason? I don't know. I just don't think there's enough. I think for the most part, most of the people think it's going to be pretty much the same teams, which it really never is. I think people are throwing the Bucks in there for playoffs, which makes sense. But other than that, I think people seem to be talking like it could be the same teams. I know people are starting to believe that the we yeah, the Steelers could sneak in, back in. The Broncos can sneak in. The Cardinals can sneak in. Maybe the people think the Rams can get back there. But I don't know if there's a lot of – or the Colts too. I don't know if there's a lot of hype though, so that's a tough one. Um, we got Preston Stutzman at Preston Stutzman 2. Uh, do you think the Jags will trade Minshew if they get Lawrence? If so, what team – and what would they get from? So we're, we're we're going way ahead here. So this person's saying, uh, based on the scenario, they get, the Jags get the first pick. They get Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Um, do you think the Jags will trade Gardner Minshew? Uh, Let me break this down. Well, I got, I got no, I got, can I say something? Can I say something? No, no, trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Can I say something? If the Jags are going to be getting the first pick of the draft because of Minshew, nobody's yeah. going to want Minshew. No. There we go. Come on, Dan. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knows it. Everyone we're all, thinking, we're all it. thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I, I don't. To add on top of that, I don't know if the Jags will be going out of their way to trade him because it's a really cheap contract. Uh, keep him as a backup. I think. He'd be a good backup. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a team would have to be dying to get him, and I don't think, like he said, I, like Danny said, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, that answers that one. We got. Michael Vogel, Michael eight seven four six three two four nine is the handle. Uh, do you think the Texans? Thank you. Are, thank you. Do you think the <laughs> Texans' offense will be more efficient with Deshaun being forced to spread the ball and not stare down Hopkins on just about every play? I'll start this one off. I I don't think so. I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying it won't be better for sure. Like, it could be because Deshaun Watson's still young, still getting better, still learning the NFL offense. So they could be better, actually, without DeAndre Hopkins. But that's just because Deshaun Hopkins – or Deshaun – I just pulled the booger. Deshaun Watson is <laughs> – He did it. Better, he yeah. did it. All right, that's going to do for the podcast. <laughs> Deshaun Watson uh, is just improving because he's that good of a player. So I can see them being better, but because of that, not because – He's forced to spread the ball out more. I think they wanted to spread the ball out more. Will Fuller wasn't there. Will Fuller could not be there. Maybe he's not there again. They're forced to look at Cooks. Uh, maybe Cooks is hurt. They're forced to look elsewhere. So I don't think that really changes much. Um, if Fuller, Okay, I'll say this. If Fuller and Brandon Cooks are healthy, both of them healthy 100%, so this might be a little bold, but I don't think so. If Fuller and Cooks are 100% healthy the whole year, I think that passing attack is better. I think it's better. But that's a last. Now that's bold. Now that's fashion. But remember when Fuller was in versus Fuller out, like that deep threat was ridiculous. Like it fits that offense so good. Now you have two of them, Fuller, Cooks. I'm thinking most likely at least one of them is going to miss some time. They both might miss some time just based on their pass. I hate saying it. Um, But if Fuller and Cooks are healthy 100% of the time, you have that speed, I think they'll be better. So that's well, it depends on depends on what 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 he's looking for here if by saying more efficient. <laughs> I don't know. 
like the obviously like the it'll be more balanced like the ball will be spread out more like like he's saying but i don't know if it's gonna be better though so i don't know what he means by more efficient if you guys get what i'm saying yeah, I think he just means more efficient, Pete. Yeah, I think he's just more efficient. I just answered the damn question. Well, <laughs> well, you guys were like silent. Though. I mean, what do you? I don't know. I, I was trying act, to make it he... more awkward than it needed to be. Pete. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, just, you guys, you guys made it awkward. I was just good, good, to... good, 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 good. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I guess so. You guys just seem to like know what he means. I'm, I'm not really sure if it's like if the offense will be better or if if the ball will be spread out more. Yeah, well, answer both questions. You can answer both. The ball will be spread out more, but I don't think it's going to be better. Okay. He doesn't have Pete on that one. Deshaun, he doesn't have the greatest. He doesn't have the greatest uh, wide receiver in the league. That's what I'm saying. Have. Like Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Like if he's in trouble or like needs needs a first down or something, he's looking at DeAndre Hopkins, and he has a chance of making the play happen. He doesn't have that anymore. And then like Hopkins also takes pressure off of other receivers. Like you saw, like you saw their tight ends were making. Lots of lots of big plays for them and making and scoring a lot of touchdowns for them because as soon as they get in the red zone, Hopkins is getting all the attention. Watson just finds other people. Okay. Uh, next yeah. next one we got Matt Lude. Matt Lude seventeen is the handle. Where does the Colts defense stack up against other premier defenses around the league? I'm gonna say it doesn't. I don't know if a lot of people do. Hmm. A lot of people think. Okay. A lot of people think they do, but um, I mean, I, they have they have some they got some big players like some big time yeah, players yeah. on their team, but there's also like just a lot of guys that are just kind of like average. I kind of worry about the cornerback unit. Um, was it going to be Rockyson and Xavier Rhodes for the most part? I think. Uh, so yeah, safety. If Malik Hooker's healthy, I like Malik Hooker, but yeah, I kind of worry about that secondary. But then the secondary could be covered up if you have. Uh, a pretty damn good pass rush. I think it's an inconsistent pass rush. They get a lot better with DeForest Buckner. There's some young guys that can step up, but I mean, they have Justin Houston. But well, I mean, how much do you expect from him? Now, I expect good play, but I just don't think they have enough of a pass, a consistent pass rush to keep the secondary consistent. I like the linebacker unit mainly because Darius Leonard's a, a you, could, you could argue he's an elite linebacker. Um, I mean, just the amount of talent he has, like different things he can do. I think you, that's why you definitely consider that. Uh, I think just like maybe the last, just like the last couple of years, I think there's there's going to be weeks where the Colts defense looks like top five, and there's going to be weeks where it looks like bottom ten. I think that's what we're going to see. I think, uh, you know, I think some young guys got to step up. I mean, they got some young pass rushers that could guys like Tere Benogu, um, you know, but I, I just don't. It's just I, it's not consistent enough. That's my problem. They got some like Pete said. They got some they got some studs there, but yeah, I I don't. I don't know where I would rank it. I would have to like sit down and actually evaluate the defenses, rank them. They're top half for sure. Top half, like top half in the league, top sixteen. It's close. That's close. I don't know. I would have, I would have to sit down and figure that out. But uh, around there, I'd say. Uh, you'd have to crunch the numbers. You're saying I would have to crunch the number. No, there's no numbers. I just 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 think about each team in the NFL where I would rank them, which I'll do eventually on YouTube. There, uh, while in the shower. No, I won't be in the shower. Well, I'd be thinking about it maybe in the yes, shower. Yes, right. You'll be thinking about them. And then Jerry in the shower. Jones will be thinking about the Goat House while in the shower as well. Uh, That'd next, be cool. Gamer J64. Where? And when do you think Leonard Fournette and Yannick Ngakwe get traded? And if so, for how much? It's a good-looking question. That's a tough one to answer, though. Um, 
I... Th that's tough. It's kind of surprising they haven't got traded yet. Jags might be playing hardball. I think Fournette stays on the Jags this year. I'm going to say that. I think Fournette remains a Jaguar. And probably gets the majority, even though he doesn't want to be there. they kind of looking to trade him. I think he gets the majority of the, the snaps. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe. I think Ngakwe is actually traded... Ooh, it's tough. He's traded by the trade deadline, I think. But I'm almost... I and mean, that's the latest, I think. Which is halfway through the season. A little before. Um, I, I think maybe he's... He could be traded for before the season starts, actually. Because there's, there's there's a couple teams that are still pretty desperate for pass rush. We really don't know the Clowney situation. We The teams could be kind of waiting on him. There could be multiple teams kind of still wanting him. We really don't know. It doesn't really feel like that, but that could be the case. And if a team that desperately needs pass rush doesn't get that pass rusher, you know, Everson Griffin's out there as well. If they miss on those guys, um, you know, they could trade for Yannick Ngakwe because pass rush after quarterback, you look at quarterback protection and pass rush, most important things in football, most impactful things in football. Um, you know, game-changing, you know, things in the game, uh, you know, with any game, especially the playoffs down the stretch, the teams that want to make that extra step to maybe get to the Super Bowl, you know, those teams could be looking to trade for Yannick Ngakwe for or when do you think, where, where? Uh, yeah, again, I think Fournette remains. They probably get a compensatory pick after the season. Ngakwe, uh, I mean, Giants, Jets, Seahawks. Apparently, the Browns tried to sign Clowney. Maybe they'll be interested in, um, you know, trying to get Gakwe. So, I mean, maybe those teams, the ones I, th I think, and for how much, I think. God, I don't know. Maybe a first-round maximum for Ngakwe. Maybe a, if it's not a first, it's going to be uh, a lot of picks. Probably a second, third, another mid. I don't know. Anybody? I got, a, I got a question. I got a question. Yeah. If if both are traded, who do they who do they, who gets i guess who do they, who gives them more value in terms of what they can get for but then in the same way like who um i guess who i don't know i feel like they're going to one of the one of them they're going to end up kind of just like settling and just to get rid of so you're saying there's always uh, like who 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 do they trade if if they're trading both who do they get what do they get most value for? Uh, Ngakwe will bring in more value, pass rusher over running back. But I think to answer your other question, I think they will be easier to let go of Ngakwe um, because maybe Fournette's more valuable to them because they really don't have any other running back options. Ngakwe, really good pass rusher, worth more because he's a pass rusher rather than a running back. Um, but they have Josh Allen and Clavon Chase on a pretty good pass rush duo now. Um, so I think the Ngakwe situation's, you know, pretty, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's really not good. Fluid. It's fluid. They don't like each other. Um, you know, one bit. So I think and it's pretty clear he's not going to play for them. So I think. He will bring in more value, but that'll be the one that's just all right. Just trade him, like one, like kind of what you were saying, just like easier to get rid of, just like just just to let go of. I think because I think they they could very much want to use Leonard Fournette. So that, that's my take on that. I don't know. If they trade both, we could almost guarantee that they're going for the first pick. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it, it, uh, I mean, they, I don't think they plan on Gakwe playing anyways. Fournette. Yeah, they don't really have much of a running back to trade for net, so that could be accurate. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think they'll they're gonna get 
less value on both players like than they actually initially thought. I, mean, I think that's how a lot of trades work out, but like I think it'll be like kind of like kind of like the Trent Williams situation, especially with Ngakwe. Like the longer they wait, like the less they're gonna get for him. I feel like. True. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, next question is from at Austin nine three zero nine seven four seven five. Pick Favo is the Twitter. Who will have a more successful season without their star receiver? Vikings, Jets, or Texans? So the Vikings lost. Jets. Stephon Diggs, the Jets lost. Robbie Anderson, Texans lost. Jets. Jets will have who will have a more successful season without their star? Jets. Boy, I don't, I don't like, I don't like it because like, how do you measure success? It's like we're talking about the with the wins. Yeah, it's a, yes. it's a weird question because uh, so junior. So you saying, think the Jets? You think the Jets are a better team than the Vikings? No, no, no. And the Texans? I am, I am not. I'm, I'm confused why the Jets were included in the question. I'm not saying oh. the Jets are my answer. Oh. I'm just confused why Hopkins. Let me let me change the wording. Of this I'm just confused why Robbie Anderson is put in that category. Well, he was, that's true. Yeah, let me let me let me reword the question. Let me rephrase. That's a fair it, point. Which I think how he wanted to put it. Who will miss their their best receiver the most? Will the Vikings miss Stephon Diggs the most? Will the Jets miss Robbie Anderson the most? Will the Texans miss DeAndre Hopkins the most? I think it's Hopkins easy. I think yeah, I think it's, it's Hopkins easy. I think so too. I would say probably the Jets second because they got really no one else. I guess they got somebody in the draft, but overall, I mean, I'm just basically I'm going off of like how many times Hopkins bailed bailed them out. Like they don't have so that anymore. I think anymore. too. I think the the answer. Well, yeah, the answer is definitely not the Jets because I don't think. Uh, I mean, they have Denzel Mims now. They got and uh, Wumwa coming back. They have uh, they got some other Crowder. You know, those guys aren't too far off from Robbie Anderson. Um, I think there's just not enough impact from Robbie Anderson compared to DeAndre Hopkins and Thielen, but or Diggs. I think um, so. Vikings versus Texans. I think it comes down to health. Uh, like I said, if earlier, if Cooks and Fuller stay healthy. Uh, they actually could be better just because they fit the system more and they got two of those threats, but I don't know if they will stay healthy. And you look at the Vikings, um, you may you could say, that, yeah, maybe they're okay because they add Justin Jefferson. They still got Thielen, they got Justin Jefferson. They added some other guy. Their actual unit might be better. But if you remember, Thielen was pretty beat up last year, missed a lot of games that hurt them. If Thielen gets hurt again, they are really, really going to miss Diggs. So, um, I, yeah, I think, yeah, the, the easier answer is probably the Texans. Because they got two injury receivers, you know, to step up. The Vikings, I guess, got one. So I guess I would agree with you guys there. Uh, and then the last question, long podcast episode, a lot of good questions here. Uh, from Caden Nielsen, Caden Nielsen 4 is the Twitter handle. Do you think the Cowboys will ever get over the hump? Will they do it? Well, they got to sign so. Dak I'm... first. You got to sign well, Dak yeah. first. If they sign I, Dak. I think it'll, I think it'll happen. Right? What's the hump? It's Win when Jerry game? Jones is thinking in the shower about humping the Super Bowl trophy in the shower. Uh, mm, on his yacht. Yeah. Do we get to like? Do we get the? Do we get the camera on him? Like the draft room on his yacht? Hopefully not. Um, that's too many yeah, wrinkles. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, yeah. that's a bad visual. Uh, I mean, I think the hump for me, the problem with the Cowboys is like, yeah, they'll they'll go on a stretch of four games and look fantastic, and then they'll go on a stretch of four games look like one of the worst teams in the league, and then it'll kind of be back and forth. The next game, great. Next game, bad. It's like it feels like the same exact thing every single year. Uh, they bring in Mike McCarthy. I think you know Dak. You know, quarterback. What's quarterback prime? You know, probably 30, 33 even up to there. Thirty four even. You can get you see some 
good quarterbacks playing at a high level there. So, I mean, Dak's uh, still in, you know, in the 20s there. I think, uh, yeah, I think they'll, they should be getting better. I wasn't a fan of their free agency. Love the draft. Free agency, let guys, some guys walk. Uh, and then it didn't really improve. You know, they added some pieces, but I can't really say they improved. So I think they need to do a little better in free agency. The draft really helped them. Like I said, Dak, as long as he signs, should be get, getting better kind of by just upside default. Uh, you know, uh, but they did pretty well in the draft too. So I think I think they will get over the hump. Will it be this year? It's going to be a close call. I think by next season they get over that hump. That's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah that, that's okay. fair. That's being kind of nice to them. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. All right. I think we can wrap it up. That was a long podcast. Yeah, I got to rock a piss really bad. Yeah, so do I, actually. I almost went midway through. I got to stop talking. That, that's gonna you guys can go together. Uh, well, we're not in the same house right now, so we can't. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll be back almost every single week with a new episode here for the Goat House Podcast. You can search us on Twitter and on YouTube. We have two YouTube channels. Please subscribe, follow, join us next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>